Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, Impact Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's spotlight is on Renee Hill. Rockstar Chicagoland nurse practitioner. Let's get to know Renee. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So far, so good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Good to meet you. Um, I do want to kick off by thanking you personally for all the work through this craziness that is COVID. So really appreciate that. And I know, you know, the patients that we care for uh, do as well. So thank you. All right. Hard charging questions. Um, First and foremost, how and when did you learn about MPAC and what ultimately, you know, led you to, to join us? Um, basically, it was just when I was, you know, I first graduated as a new nurse practitioner. So I was looking for um, a job. Uh, and of course, um, it kind of like did a turn, you know, 360 because as a new nurse, uh, my first job was working in a long-term rehab facility. So it was kind of interesting because then all of a sudden when I saw the ad for nurse practitioner in the kind of the same field, um, you know, it was kind of one of those things like, hey, I'm familiar with the kind of the setting and everything. And then when I was doing my clinical rotation to for nurse practitioner with the geriatrics, I actually was able to work with one of the nurse practitioners that, you know, I worked with for um, as a nurse. And so that was kind of, you know, a good opportunity to kind of see not only the role as a nurse, but then also the role, uh, the new role that I would be playing right now as, you know, a nurse practitioner then. Interesting. Yeah. That's oftentimes, I think the biggest hurdle for folks is to really understand kind of the setting and how difficult it is. And so that's usually the biggest learning curve. So you having that experience is, is, is huge. Um, the interesting thing is we also find sometimes as people don't really think about, especially as they become new nurse practitioners about practicing in this setting until, right, there's some education around, these are the patients that were hitting your ICU floors or going through your ER at when you were in the hospital setting. And now we're really trying to bring that care, right, to them instead of just waiting for things to snowball and get worse, really trying to do more preventative, proactive stuff. So I think once, once, but once people hear that and understand that, then it's like, oh yeah, it's not just a sleepy nursing home. There's actually really, really sick patients that need a lot of support. So yeah, um, and it's just made, you know, trying to maintain them, you know, most of the things we can, you know, by you know, monitoring their labs and then just make sure that, you know, their fluids uh, or encouraging them and you know, drink their fluids and stuff, or otherwise, yeah, we can do the um, IV fluids in-house then too, chest x-rays, all that stuff that the hospitals can do is just a matter of when their oxygen goes down, you know, a certain level and stuff, we only can do so many liters of oxygen where we have to kind of send them out and stuff. But um, for the most part, we can pretty much do majority of the things that you can do in a hospital and stuff is just more of you have to keep an eye on them so they don't get that bad where we have to send them out and stuff. A hundred percent. And that, I mean, that's why we exist, right? That's the opportunity we saw is not only is sending somebody to the hospital incredibly expensive, but it's really, really traumatic for especially the elderly patients that, you know, to have to, 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 to go endure that. So um, this is really a win-win for everybody if we can bring the care to them. So that that's, I mean, right. that's exactly, that was, that's exactly our thesis and why we exist. 
Yeah. And also educating the family members too, because a lot of times they don't realize what we can do yep. in house. And they're like, just send them out of the hospital. I'm like, no, <laughs> I like I just did labs. I did chest x-ray. They're fine. They don't have urinary tract infection. So it's just educating them that, you know, this is not how it is, but yeah, we'll still continue to monitor them. If they get worse, we'll send them out. But like you said, what's the point, especially with COVID, you know, now it's kind of not as bad, but right you know, a year ago when they're like, send them out and stuff. I said, do you really want to send them out? There's COVID like all over the place and stuff. I said, you know, it's better to keep them maintained here. And, and so we could kind of watch them a little bit better and stuff too. And protect it. Absolutely. I think that's a big thing we hear a lot too, is once families realize that there's this level of care available now in this setting, they feel better, right? Because before the, the reaction would have been, you know, they need to go to the hospital. Somebody with better capabilities needs to be right. caring for them. Well, we, we now have that ability. So. Exactly. And then cool. knowing too, especially um, at one of my facilities, you know, my collaborating physician is there every Wednesday. So I get a, you know, luckily make rounds with him. So he sees the patients then too. And then just kind of educating the family members and patient knowing that, Hey, the physician's coming in every week. So if there is a problem or even if he does, you know, doesn't see him and stuff, I can, you know, Luckily, split, you know, text him or call him and stuff. And he's awesome with, you know, responding back and getting back to me too. So um, I can get an answer and treat him better that way too. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's ideal scenario. So that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, my second question is obviously COVID has really, really affected everyone right across the world, especially had an impact in this space. And so you as a provider, is there, um, maybe an experience that you had that was meaningful for you where you had interaction with a patient or a patient's family that was really meaningful throughout that time that you'd be willing to share? Yeah, I think it was more so because one, when I first got my first NP job, you know, a week after, you know, <laughs> COVID struck. So that was kind of a learning curve and everything. So yeah, we shut down everything and a month later, then all of a sudden, you know, COVID spread around the whole facility and everything like that. So, you know, you had your lockdown COVID unit. So, you know, that's where I would spend the majority of my time with those patients because basically it's kind of like an ICU. You had to monitor them because, you know, they could be fine one minute and then, you know, desat just like that and stuff. So um, I did get a chance, you know, to spend a lot of time with those patients. And then we actually had the opportunity to to do um, FaceTime calls too. So we had, you know, the iPad. So, you know, of course, because family members couldn't come in to see their loved ones. So, you know, basically, you know, I would be doing FaceTime calls with them um, so they could actually see their loved one to see like, how are they actually doing and stuff. And and just so the patients know that their family members are still there too. And they're not ignoring them and realizing, you know, what's going on and stuff. But um, it's kind of a sad story, but there was one patient that, you know, unfortunately she was dying of COVID. So it was basically like um, her end of life. So I was doing a FaceTime call with her sister for basically the last time and just kind of being there listening to the sister, you know, kind of talking to her sister that was dying and everything. And then, um, again, you know, the patient wasn't really responsive, but once in a while you could hear her making like a response knowing that she heard her. So then I kept on telling the sister, I said, she hears you, she hears you, you know, just talking with her. And then unfortunately, after the um, call, I, you know, went downstairs to return the iPad and not even, I'm not exaggerating, like two, three minutes later, I get a call from the nurse and said that, you know, she passed away. So it was kind of actually very like emotional, you know, 
Um, but I was kind of glad that I was there to kind of give that chance for her sister to say her last words. And then her other sister, you know, he, who's at the end to kind of hear that too and see them too. Cause I think that was the hardest thing with COVID when you had someone that was that yeah. sick or dying, you know, you can't be there, you know, yep. Um, yep. Like you, you were there in the past where you could be there with your loved ones. So, um, so I'm glad that I was there for them to, um, give them a little bit of, of comfort and seeing their loved ones for one last chance. That's incredibly powerful. Yeah. And, you know, bridging that gap, right. Because the doors were locked and, um, what a horrible way to go, right. Without being able to have access to your loved ones, but, um, at least the, to the best of our ability at that time, right. Bridging that gap with, with technology, which is really right. the only option we had, but at least there was that. So that's, that's really incredible. And, and I'm sure that family really appreciates that. So that's, that's really powerful. So my final question for you, and then I'll, and then I'll let you off the hook. Um, so you obviously, you know, and, and, and everybody that's going to listen to this understands the challenges in this space, but the value and the importance of the roles that our clinicians play and the role that impact plays in this space, right? It's, it's something that, uh, to be honest, when we started in 2014, I was shocked didn't already exist at a scale that was just prevalent everywhere. Um, our goal is for this to be the standard, you know, going forward. But uh, in order to do that, it is a really tough space to, to practice in. Um, reimbursement changes all the time and regulatory scrutiny and, you know, family members and the building operators and administrators and DONs and physicians. It's, it's a really tough, tough environment. But um, in order for us to continue our mission, we need to find the Renee Hills and, and convince them that this is a good place to be and, and, and have them join our team, but then have them stay on our team. You know, what, what ultimately keeps you at MPAC? I think the main thing is, you know, the facilities that I'm currently at, um, you know, one is being, you know, Prairie Manor has been there almost two years. And so I think it's just, you know, waking up and knowing that, you know, I'm there for the uh, patients is number one thing yeah. um, in them every day, you know, especially the long-term patients that are there long-term. So yeah. see them all the time, and then just also helping the patients that are there, you know, for rehab and stuff, getting them back to like home or to the assistant living that they came there. Yeah. Or and stuff. But, you know, and I also think, you know, the greatest support is in my facility itself, you know, with my administrators, therapy, social workers, and, you know, a big thanks to, you know, my collaborating physicians, because, again, they're the biggest support for me, because, again, you know, as a new NP, it's very <laughs> stressful. And, you know, you're pretty much on your own. So a lot of times you have to do a lot of resource you know, on your own to kind of like, you know, Google things or what have you and stuff. Yeah. Again, you know, my collaborating physicians have been awesome where I could call them or text them and say, Hey, what do I do here and stuff. And again, with them, you know, my favorite day is Wednesdays because my collaborating physicians are there. The wound doctors there, the doctor for therapy is there too. So at least I can um, see them in person and show them like, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. What should we do and stuff? So yeah. um, for me, that's the thing is just more so, you know, having a good connection with your facility um, I think that's the greatest thing um, for me, you know, is just to kind of keep you going there and stuff. So having that's, that support supports, I feel is the the best thing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you did make the decision to join us. And again, thank you for caring for these patients through this craziness. That's, that's COVID um, and for, and for, you know, remaining a part of the, the team and being an awesome asset. So um, really appreciate it. And I appreciate your time today. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks nice meeting you. You too. Bye-bye.